0: I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Coming up on episode 68 of Podcast PD, we are again live on a Sunday night. We're doing this for the second week in a row, Sunday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, And we're taking your calls, and we had some great conversations in this recording that took place on Sunday, March 22nd, 2020. Let's go. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is 8.30 on a Sunday night, and this is Podcast PD Live coming to you from various parts of New Jersey. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, host of the House of EdTech podcast high school social studies teacher, university professor, all those wonderful things. And I am joined as always by my podcast PD compadres, Stacy Lindis and AJ Bianco. Stacy, how are you?
0: I'm all right, Chris. How are you?
1: I'm good. And you just gave a great, wait, he asked me to go first. I know I
0: never go first. I'm always like, and I was thinking to myself, who's he going to ask to go first? And it's like almost never me. And I'm okay with that because you always say my name first, but then you always go to AJ first. Just so, oh. something I noticed. Hey, did you see my shirt?
1: I did. That is a great yeah. shirt.
0: Someone created this great shirt.
1: Yeah. People can buy that shirt. It's a great shirt. Yeah. I think if you go to podcastpd.com slash swag, you could pick that up.
0: Figured I'd represent like today.
1: Represent me represent, too with my represent. with my old tushy, faded out, house vintage of Ed house Tech. Of Ed yeah,
0: and for anyone who couldn't see, I was wearing my podcast PD shirt. Yeah, yes, so I'm ready in my pajamas, Talking, ready to go.
1: There you go. Talking about our t-shirts makes for a great podcast episode when we release okay. this as this, an audio. This is also,
0: what my school wardrobe would be tomorrow.
1: <laughs> You've made it to pajamas during the workday.
0: Oh, pajamas and workout clothes. That's it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean. Well, before I tell, I'll talk about clothes later on. AJ. Yeah, AJ. How you doing? How are you?
2: I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for, for checking on me. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to you guys talk about your t-shirts. What is yours?
1: Well, who are you wearing today, AJ? I'm going with the Jets.
0: Oh, representing sports. God, you might,
1: representing you sports. might as well be wearing a garbage bag. I, I should be. Oh. But right now, right now, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay
0: Everyone's right now. winning right now
1: everybody's winning and now people are starting to fill up the chat room uh wait wait wait.
0: before before we go to the chat room go ahead speaking of sports did you hear that espn is bringing out the ocho
1: i did i read a whole article i think they were showing that stuff today it was some of the most random sport uh competitive events ever
0: i know like that's what i will watch i will watch that kind of stuff I haven't watched it yet. Doug said it was coming on at midnight. like It was starting at midnight, so I haven't seen anything. We Wait, haven't really
1: looked. It
2: starts tonight at midnight?
0: That's what he said, but right. if Chris is saying it started already, I just wanted to put it out there, talk about off. my sports enthusiasm since there's absolutely really? no one.
1: <laughs> yes, we I, I don't know. That. I I did read something on ESPN last night about it, and it just went through like the whole 24-hour schedule of stuff that they were going to be showing.
0: <laughs> we joked that they should start with dodgeball to give it some context.
1: That'd be pretty funny. There you go. They and should just show the movie Dodgeball.
0: Right. That's and what I then, mean. They should watch do- Like they should show Dodgeball. Anyway, nice. I digress. But the Ocho is out there if you're a sports enthusiast or not a sports enthusiast. And you're, you have some free
1: time. There you go. So uh, checking in in the chat room. Looks like we have uh, Miss Casey Bell from ShakeOut Learning joining us in the chat tonight.
0: Casey Bell. we got
1: uh, hello to Bruce and Eric. And Al is uh, waiting on line one. We'll bring Al on in a second. He's in the green room. Uh, we got Kevin Carroll checking in. We got Siobhan. We got Ron back again. A lot of fun tonight as we continue the conversation from last week. All right. So, uh, where do I want to go?
0: You want to go to the green room, right?
1: Let's go to the green room. in North Jersey. You're on Podcast PD. What's up, man?
3: Hey, how what's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Thanks for joining us again tonight, man.
3: Hi, Alan. wow. Look at hey everybody. Look at how much the world has changed in a week. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <Isn't it> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Change changes it ch- ch-
3: changes. There you go. That's for sure. Cool. Yeah. How'd the first how week go? Um, I think it went pretty well. Um w- you know, we we went with a kind of a structured bell schedule. So each um each student went, they had six 45 minute classes um from eight until two. Um you know, I think we got a little bit of mixed feedback from the teachers. The, the kids seemed it was OK. You know, um, I think I think they they like the structure. They're not going to admit they like the structure. Um, but it wasn't just a you know, my, my own children had assignments that were on. They had to complete by like nine o'clock at night um, and their teachers were available, you know, via email. Um, but ours at Bergen did an actual um you know an actual interactive class and i said it was mixed i think some really embraced it and some you know you know it was it was not the best way for them to you know you um teach material so but although although i think it was it was pretty good we're trying to push as much as we can out virtually you know we're we're meeting as administration virtually you know all that so um yeah i don't think it was so bad
0: yeah some um, dissenters i'm sorry said you have some dissenters
3: Christine oh, said yeah. it
0: was it was exhausting. Eight to two is a really long time.
3: You know what I do find funny? I think what I find funny is all the people on social media who, for all of a sudden, have have a brand new respect for teachers. They're like, wow, yes. I can't believe you know everything. Like, really. And if we didn't have this, you know, worldwide pandemic, would you still yeah. not get that, you know, this is what we do. Um, right. But I thought that was interesting that it was a very, uh, you know, the whole dynamic has changed and like, wow, this is really what you all do every day. Like, yeah, That's really what we do every day. You know, but um, but you had a couple of people that I just think are not, you know, it's like, why do I have to, if the kids are, you know, if they're going to do uh, what, the, what I would call seat work, why do I have to sit on the camera with them and watch them do work on the computer? Why can they just do work on the computer? And that's where I think we've had a little bit of um, discussion as a, as a faculty informally of, you know, is this, you know, if they're going to sit and, and I have an assignment for them to do, well, I don't need to sit there and watch their cameras and see what they're doing. So, um, you know, that's been a little bit of a stumbling block, but um, structurally, it's, it's not so bad. I think our teachers are working harder um, to get, you know, to prepare themselves and make sure that they're on, you know, uh, on task with some of them getting, uh, you know, as many as, you know, three or four classes in a day. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge, but I think they've risen to the occasion. That's for sure. But just like, I think everybody in the area has risen to the occasion.
0: Parents too.
2: So uh, what's something that you noticed from your staff? What, what, what have they been using? What has been working with the kids uh, with the online platform all day? Is anything really stood out? Uh, I know you said you met with staff. What are you using to meet mm-hmm. with
1: staff?
3: Well, collaborate blackboard collaborate is is our default platform but we've had we've had some rogues that have gone and used zoom which um i really like um oh you like zoom oh yeah um and we've had some that have used google meet so even though collaborate is our official platform um you know we've had thanks we've had a couple of um you know, a couple of rogues, which I think is fine, you know, use what you're comfortable with, but um, I used Zoom last week, and um,
1: Christine yeah. is the rogue, she says. <laughs> yes,
3: she is, she is, she, she, her and I are in the same place, and yes, she is, she is definitely a rogue. Um, She's also from, you know, she's from Hudson County, so anything goes down there, but um, but yeah, she, it, they, she's been using Zoom, and it, you know, it works pretty well, so I, I personally, as long as the content's getting delivered, does it matter, really, you know, what, uh you know, what platform you're using? I say no, but so, but that also makes me a little bit of a rogue because I'm not, you know, saying the company line, but that's all right.
2: Are teachers required to have the interaction with the students like that? Do they Yes. Have that pl- and that's, required? yes,
3: they're required mm-hmm. to go on whenever they have a class. They're supposed to be on just like this for that 45 minute period. So either they're teaching or if the kids are doing work. I know uh, Christine has them break up and in collaborate into small groups. so They can actually do a small group and collaborate and then come back to the large group. Um you know, if if it's I just like I said, me personally and teaching on the higher ed level, I don't necessarily need to see everybody like this. You know, there's if there's a structured work that has to be done And my own kids were doing stuff that was, you know, rather complex. And, um, you know, no. And um, they didn't need their teacher wasn't in front of them. But I, I think it's a nice benefit. But I don't think teachers need to be doing this, you know, five or six hours a day. because I think they're going to burn out really quick. Having this constantly just sit on on the online and on the camera.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm hearing from my colleagues. So, you know, we are, our hours aren't quite as long. We actually lose two. We're from nine to one, um, where we're supposed to be available, like truly available, no excuses to talk with our kids, to answer questions, to check in, to check in with families. Um, if we haven't heard from them in, I think 24, 48 hours, we're supposed to reach out and, you know, start a dialogue um, with the mm-hmm. students or with parents and families and just try to make sure everyone is okay, that their needs are being met and that they don't have questions. So I get it. I remember that first day I didn't eat. I didn't eat. I forgot to eat breakfast. And then I didn't eat until one yeah. o'clock because I felt like I had to sit in front of my computer. And I know that that's yeah. like unrealistic. And by Thursday, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to actually use the restroom because I don't have a class that I actually have to supervise, you know, yeah. and and make sure that they're all not hurting each other or that if there's a fire drill you know all of those things that you don't have to do Mm -hmm. um you know i had to remember that there weren't really cameras on me and that i could do some of those things and not necessarily feel like i had to be glued to my chair um so it's kind of interesting that for 45 minutes that your teachers are live if they don't go live is there a problem with that like
3: um i i don't see a problem if they if they don't go live but that's um you know, I, I, I might be in the minority saying that I, I think that, again, there's multiple ways for learning to happen and for engagement to happen it doesn't have to be this. I mean, this is nice. We created like uh, we created separate collaborate sessions for extra help. So if you know teachers wanted to be available after school, if you will, for extra help, we did that. Um, but I don't think this is necessary every minute of every day. I just don't. I think you can create a structured assignment. You could do stuff where, you know, like my, my third grade son had to do, uh, we did an egg drop. Um, You know, the teacher didn't need to see that. Yeah. I mean, we did, we, we did the movie and all that, you know, but it was like, that was, there was plenty of learning going on and plenty of kinesthetic stuff yet the teacher wasn't on camera watching him actually throw the egg out of my second floor bedroom window, you know? So it's, it's, I, I don't, I like the interaction, but I don't think it needs to happen all the time. I think it, there needs to be a, a you know a good mix. Yeah.
1: Now, now, in the world we're living in, Al, how many yeah. eggs was your son allowed to use?
3: Well, um, <laughs> he was the the limit was two, um, and and he had one one for him and one for his twin sister, which they both broke. So then he decided, unbeknownst to me, to take an egg and put it in 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 a, in a rubbermaid. Thankfully, it was one of my cheap ones, and then he froze it. So then, like. Six hours later, he says, I'm going to throw the egg out again. So he puts a parachute on it. That's like a plastic bag. I think it pretty much fell right to the ground, but it was so encapsulated in ice, it didn't break. So he was thrilled. But that was the three eggs, you know, that we uh, – so now we, we're over the limit. So I'm waiting for, like, the National Guard or something to come and, you know, haul me away because I've used my uh, my egg uh, over egg abundance. So
1: And the big takeaway would be cryogenics is the answer to – the world's problems
3: well, they tell you that he was so happy that egg didn't break you know he was thrilled i mean as as i i, I kind of was suspicious when i went to the freezer and i'm like what why is there an egg and, and it was like daddy forget it don't don't you know you didn't see that okay i didn't I did see it but but yeah they, they he learned you know there was a lot of for you know I've, I've two and third and one and six they did a lot of um they were comparing folk tales they were doing um you know a lot of hands-on math stuff And again, no, no teacher interaction, but really, um, really good stuff. So that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff.
1: And just so people know, we are here. If you want to tweet and share out, we're here at podcastpd.com slash live. And if you're in the chat here on YouTube and you want to join in and we got a couple people in line, just go to podcastpd.com slash join and you'll get into the green room and we will get you on the air. Now, before we let you go, I noticed you're repping uh, the Iona shirt today. Thoughts on Rick Pitino taking over the men's basketball program?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm actually an adjunct at Iona um, and St. Peter's uh, University. But um, and thankfully, I'm not teaching at Iona this semester because I wouldn't be teaching at Iona this semester. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great. for It just kind of it just kind of slid in. And, you know, it was like backdoor news, like, oh, yeah, by the way. And you know, I read the the letter from President Kerry, and it's like, wait a minute, that's that's not just you know a a name drop in, in the you know the fourth paragraph of his letter. This is this is huge. It's huge for the school. I think it's you know it's gonna be great. Um, you know, uh, just to have you know Coach Patino and, and really bring some more prominence to the program, you know. Um fourth time defending Mac champions, even though they lost in the tournament this year, the tournament didn't finish. Ergo. They're Nothing still fourth defending champions. That's right. Never it never happened. So so yeah, um, definitely, uh, definitely excited, and hopefully get some, uh, see some games next season. I think it'll be uh, definitely good for the school. That's for sure.
2: We got a lot of local product. I'm from Rockland County. I went to Iona for my master's program. We had some Rockland, okay. some Rockland guys playing for. Iona that's the when
3: there, when years. there was a Rockland campus. Yep. Yep.
2: it. Yeah, uh, we had uh, some guys from Spring Valley, uh-huh. my old stomping ground, playing there. All
3: right.
1: Let's go to Spring <laughs> Nice. Awesome. All right, Al. <laughs> thanks for checking in. And uh, thanks, guys. I, I'm pretty sure thanks we'll be back next time. week, so yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll sounds check sounds in good. again next week and this see how you go. My
3: regular thing. Love it. Like All right. It. Be there well, everybody. Stay Thanks safe. for joining us. All right.
1: Bye. All right. Real quick before we bring up uh th- we don't have Bruce in Bayside, but we do have Bruce in uh northern Jersey. <laughs> uh AJ, how was your week, real quick?
2: My my week was hectic this week. I was like I think I mentioned last week I was in in the building. So I was there for the entire week and a lot of a lot of communication, a lot of support with the teachers trying to figure out exactly what we could do. So the week was a little overwhelming. Just, you know, creating the creating folders and creating drives and creating classrooms and, and doing a lot of things to help the teachers see, you know, what they needed to do and what they could add to their instruction. So for me, it was just a lot of, a lot of computer work. Right. What, what do you think was things. your biggest success of the week? My biggest success of the week? I did some Google Hangouts with some teachers who were having some tech problems. So I, I, I don't look at it as one success. I just think that the support was there and I felt that the teachers were confident that they could ask me a question and I'd have the answer uh, a little help from you. And sometimes, but there was, <laughs> there, there was definitely uh, some good communication between me and me and the staff. So that was, that was a success.
1: Nice. All right. And let's, uh, let's bring in Bruce, Bruce Reicher at B Reicher. Good evening, sir. How you doing?
4: Second time, long time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how you doing?
4: I'm well, how are you?
1: Good, good. How was your week?
4: It was good it was uh definitely different not being at school and just being at home and doing uh you know work like that i think if you are uh, a tech person or into technology i think it was a lot easier for you we had some people in our school we used google platform as a google classroom sorry as the platform and not a lot but some teachers had never used google classroom before so i'm sure for some of them it was a steep learning curve uh we had a half a day a pd before we went out and they had to quickly figure out Google Classroom, get their work up on it. I'm thinking of, like, guidance counselors and other people like that that might not be regular classroom teachers. Um, but everybody quickly, you know, picked up. And even with one of the guidance counselors, they never did video conferencing before that I did video conferencing with her, you know, once or twice during the week to help out. And I think when a lot of people saw how easy some of the technology was, there's still a learning curve, um, that everything seemed to work pretty well. That's good. It,
0: I can definitely see be, feeling like you're behind the eight ball. if like tech is not part of your regular class flow um, or your workflow in the classroom. Um, I couldn't even imagine because Google Classroom has been like my godsend and just having trained other people how to use it. I'm still answering questions online or um, in in some, um, some text messages that I'm getting or even things about Google Meet, like how to have a faculty meeting has, mm-hmm. has come up a couple of times. So it's kind of interesting.
4: I think also, like I noticed, and then I'm on Twitter and Facebook seeing what some teachers are saying that, you know, at Google Classroom one day, I'm like, okay, I'm finally going to put up a greeting for my class. I made a video. I went to go upload it and no go. Like Google Drive to upload to Google Classroom. Someone online said a three-minute video took them 18 hours to upload.
0: No way. So,
4: yeah, because everybody is mm-hmm. everybody's doing oh, the streaming and it just Googles. Drive got, you know, you have millions and millions of people on. Mm -hmm. So I quickly um, said, I can't believe it. I went to go upload a little video. Same thing. It totally froze. And if you went to get off the screen, it said, are you sure you want to leave? Because we can't upload if you leave that screen. Oh, no. So the workaround that I did is, and I had never used it before. I've used Wakelet before, Mm -hmm. but they added Flipgrid Shorts. So I had a Flipgrid account. I went in Flipgrid Shorts. I was able to record, you know, a two or three minute, I think it's up to three minutes, but a little greeting for my class. And basically in the stream, instead of typing it out, I said, good morning, who I am. I hope everything's going well. Here's what the assignment is. And then I was able to copy that link and put that link right into Google Classroom. That's awesome. And then problem solved. Like the link went in there and they clicked on it, went right to Wakelet. And then I was also able to add in the resources in Wakelet where they had to go. Um, and a lot of people online, there was a big chat going on that they're just like, I don't know how to like, especially the first time you're doing it, they go to upload and they're like, all right, I waited a half hour, nothing uploaded. And then I finally saw someone, wow, they waited that many hours to upload it. There's something else going on. And it's the proverbial highway. Everybody's on it. And it's so crowded that nothing was uploading.
1: Yeah. I actually saw, I saw it this morning or it was yesterday morning. I, um, their YouTube channel is the Merrill's EDU, and they actually shared an interesting Flipgrid YouTube hack where you can do like a live YouTube stream, and you can embed the live stream YouTube video into a Flipgrid where you, the kids would come to your Flipgrid grid page, be able to watch your video live as the added content to the grid, and then be able to respond in Flipgrid posts as you're live.
4: Well, can you post that later? That's really cool.
1: I will I will dig that back up and I I will definitely share that out uh, in the show notes and later in this chat as more people are talking.
4: (laughs) I just think the idea is if you are going through Google Classroom and the drive, it's so congested that a link out, even if it was to WeVideo, which takes a little bit longer, the um, Flipgrid Shorts was a perfect thing. And I knew it was there, but I had never used it before. Um, And then Flipgrid Shorts, I think, You can put filters, which is not a big deal to me, but what is a big deal? You can have like a virtual blackboard for that three minutes and like write things on the blackboard. I'm thinking of math teachers or other teachers that might write something on it and be right inside uh, that Flipgrid short. So this week I'm thinking of just using regular Flipgrid with my class to be like I'll post a question to you and make sure everything's okay with you. And if the kids have been reaching out through email questions to me, but um, I want to go a little bit more you know, towards the video route this week.
0: Yeah, I plan on um, leaning heavily on Flipgrid this week. I introduced it later in the week. I don't know if I said this already on the show, but um, three of my kids had birthdays, which is like unheard of. Two of them were birthday twins. And so we just did like a nice little Flipgrid surprise for them. Um, And everyone recorded birthday wishes. And then I sent it to them separately and had their parents record their reactions so that I can embed it in the top like where you add links so that everyone can see everyone else. And one of my kids even went back and wished his two other birthday compadres like birthday wishes. It's, it was really, really cute. And then I was like, all right, tell me a joke. Like I just want to see their faces because we can't use me or, you know, zoom or anything. Um, right now, K five isn't permitted to have that type of interaction with kids. And I get it. You know, we've had some hangouts issues in the past. Um, So it's just been kind of nice to see their faces. Um, It's been kind of nice to see some of my quieter kids really come out and shine using Flipgrid and just see the animation in their face when I don't necessarily get all of that because there's just so much anxiety. And um, yeah, and then I had them share like book reviews. So I think this week I'm going to have them have morning meeting and um, do like the type of sharing that we would do on our daily schedule during morning meeting. Um, Just have them share, not necessarily go through the whole thing, because that's impossible, but um, just kind of like, what would you share on a Monday if you're a Monday sharer?
4: So. Yeah, see, K-, K through five, and I think even middle school is a little bit like tricky, but I've seen a lot of high schools. It was in NJ.com today, I think, in, or maybe the record. Um, it was cool, Indian Hills High School. They did a pep rally and they did a wave on Zoom and they had oh, like music awesome. playing in the background, all the different kids wow. at different time. I think it was NorthJersey.com. dot oh. com. I'll, I'll post it. It was it was kind of cool. And even my own daughter in her school, they're having like a pep rally week. I, they're not doing anything like that, but trying to have the kids dress up at home and trying to make it as normal as possible. Even though obviously like it isn't normal. Exactly, exactly. Okay.
0: Oh, my son's hey. middle school is having a spirit week. Like tomorrow is like Show Us Your Classroom Day, and. Huh. Yeah, Friday is like where your northern stuff. And then every other day this week, it's Mm -hmm. something like home, like pet your pet, like take a picture of a pet, take a selfie of you washing your hands.
4: I know I know. Um, in our own district, I posted on there, like, it's been helpful that they give a Google form every day to students to see what classes they went into, but more importantly, to get their feedback. Like, what do you like about this? Don't like about it. I think they did it one day to parents, like the same type of thing. And that's how they're, like, moving forward, like the administration to get um, a lot of ideas of what they could do. And the other thing my district's doing, which I think is a really good idea, is Friday, they're still going to have a virtual, like, distance learning day. But they're making it a PD on learning, online learning day for teachers. So you could sign up for classes that day doing PD. Bless you. Doing like PD it. while um, other students are, like, within your Google Classroom doing, you know, independent projects or passion projects or whatever. We're going to assign them. And then, you know, you want to meet with someone in a – Google Meet to learn how to do Google Hangouts, tended it to like that personalized route that now maybe you used it, but you have a lot of questions. And I think, you know, people are going to, you know, take very well to that being like the staff that people are definitely like stressed out with teaching. And then if you have younger kids at home, you know, same type of thing. My kids are a little bit older. They put on earbuds and they're done working. But anybody that has younger kids at home I feel for them because you're teaching, and then at the same time, you're teaching your own kids. Yeah. This, it's not easy, and I've read a lot of that this week.
0: I've seen a lot of that too, just the like you're right, like my kids are in middle school and high school, and I'm like hands off. you know, I check in, I make sure that they've done their work, and I check to see if they need help with their work um and their teachers have been really great about posting those assignments and giving them feedback in a timely manner. but um, I can't imagine having. I would say anyone K3 at home or, or even parents with special needs. Like I've seen a lot of that. Like I know um, my brother-in-law, you know, my nephew is, is someone with special needs and um, his two step brothers are also special needs. And it's just like a whole lot for, for my sister-in-law who's going to be, you know, who's taking care of them and is not a certified teacher. And now she's in charge of three special needs kids at home. And she has no teaching credentials and very little support, and um, you know, it's just, and then you know, add and, and you know, add to that, a teacher who has all of that, you know, I couldn't imagine if I had to teach my kids and teach my boys at home,
4: you know. AJ shaking his head. Yeah, right.
0: how are you getting through that, AJ? <laughs> Seriously, because you do have that—that that is your situation right now. You have two parents who are teachers or educators, and two boys at home. And a right. little baby and a baby,
2: and a so I, I can't take any credit for it. my wife's been an absolute rock. you know she she gets we get the kids up. say that louder, so she hears you. she, she I've said all week long, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> go, uh, shit, there you go <laughs> right? she she gets we get the kids up. I get them downstairs. I get them breakfast. She gets her stuff ready for the day. um as I'm getting ready to leave, she's starting her day on the computer. Um, and she has a schedule set up for the boys that they have to do work at a certain point and and you know, then there's snack time, then there's lunch, and there's playtime and all this stuff. So she, her day, her school scheduled it from like 8 to 12. Her last class is 12 o'clock, but the day goes to about 12.30. So she teaches basically every other class, just like a regular school day. And uh, she has that schedule. She kind of matches it up with the boys, that when she's teaching, the boys are playing, uh, or she's taking care of the baby. And when they're off, then the boys are working. And, and that's how it's breaking down. So tomorrow's going to be the first day that we're both home. So... I'm glad I get to help her a little bit in that regard. But for the boys, they're going to be in trouble because now you got two teachers forcing them to do their work instead of just one.
1: Well, so, well be after good. having gone through that for a week, I can say it's a lot of fun. You know, yeah, you fun, fun, day. Day. Are you doing fun in quotes or like fun? Um, fun. I guess. Yeah. I mean, mo- le- this past Monday at 8 a.m., my children referred to us as Mr. and Mrs. Nessie. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did and, they uh, raise their and,
4: hands to go to the bathroom?
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the big guy was, he he said, he goes, I held it for two hours today. And my wife goes, why? He's like, I don't know. Normally I, I hold it in school and I don't get to go to the bathroom as much as I need to. Oh my goodness. So we're like, no, no, just, just, just do what go. you gotta do. Just go. God. Why is he holding it uh, in school? I don't know. Cause sometimes he's told no, or sometimes he uses it to go to the bathroom to get out of cleaning. I don't know. Uh-oh. He's eight.
0: I'm just saying like, no, no child yeah. should like, I uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, but we I, I have on the screen, uh, Google Teacher Podcast tomorrow, and we're going to get Casey up here in a second. Uh, they have episode one eleven coming out, and they're going to be talking to a teacher who is teaching high school online while homeschooling a three and a five year old. So, if you're not subscribed to the Google Teacher Podcast, go to Google dot com and subscribe. That comes out tomorrow.
4: The other people. Is anything else? Yeah, I mean, the other people that are home that I've actually seen posts from that I wish I could like help them is. If you 're a single parent, male or female, and now like you're home and you're working regardless of if it's teaching or something else, yeah. and you also have your kids um it's tough because you <clears> don't <throat> get a break of you know now you really uh you know have your hands full so um I've seen people who have done schedules for their kids, and I guess that does um help and then the kid and the parent can also uh you know go by the schedule
1: it it definitely helps uh. My, my little guy, who's in pre-K, he helped design his morning routine and do, like do the weather. And he, we're asking him, like, okay, so what do you do in the morning when you're at school? What do you, what are the what's the first thing you do? So we're having him recall his own schedule, and we're just kind of trying to replicate that. Yeah, but me, like my kids, we all look forward to recess. I mean, <laughs> and lunch, and lunch.
4: I mean, it, just it's
0: hard to be. make if you're teaching and teaching. Yes.
4: I mean just final thoughts for me I'm happy because usually I have to like believe it or not and a lot of teachers have to do this like ask the teacher who's next to me to go watch my class so okay. I can go like run to the bathroom but um it's uh you know it's definitely a different thing you know being uh you know being at home and um the other um shout out like I was going to give to people who not I feel necessarily the worst for but are getting jipped the most if you're a high school senior right now then it's, it's rough, right? Cause you're missing prom. You could be missing graduation. Yeah. <laughs> um, my daughter is home from college. All the college kids are home. So, um, you know, there's a lot of people now that they rather be either in, in college or going through your senior year in high school, all those fun things. And it's just the way that it is. But, um, it's, it's definitely got to be tough. If I was a senior in high school right now, I'd definitely be bummed out that mm-hmm. you're not going to get that time back, but. We have to do what we have to do.
1: Not for not no. There's a lot of people who are bummed out, especially if you're as we should be, taking social distancing seriously and staying home and, you know, not socializing. I mean yeah. I mean we all got it rough.
4: <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, not to leave you bummed out, I'll leave you on a positive that I've spent more time with my family this week. So like having dinner with them every single night instead of running, you know, to different things. So there are there are positives that come from it, but I think, uh, you know,
1: now will yeah. your family say the same thing, is that also a positive from their perspective?
4: <laughs> I barbecue tonight and I cook. So it was there awesome.
5: <laughs> awesome.
4: Now, but thanks so much for doing this guys. It actually helps every week just to see the three of you and get feedback from everybody else, like how their schools, uh, are doing. So thanks for doing this.
0: Oh, thanks for joining
4: us. Bruce.
1: Thanks for checking in.
0: <laughs> Take care. All right.
1: See you next Sunday. And, uh, Coming in now. He's 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 on a different set from last week and he hasn't been doing that much work in the green room. But uh let's say hello to Ron.
6: Hey, what's up? Wow. Check that out. <laughs> you guys hear me?
1: We got you. you sure? Yes, sir.
6: Okay. I have internet now. <laughs> last time the phone was in the window, so I could I could get reception. I on Friday the uh technician came and i uh, had the guy wear a mask or whatever, and then uh so now I got Wi Fi and uh you need power, man. If you're gonna be a online teacher,
0: <laughs> anyway, so what so, have you been doing all week then?
6: Yeah. Well, so I I did like a like a minimal and a moonshot, and uh, I don't even know if my minimal worked. I mean, I'm, you know, okay. They kind of declawed us a little bit, and they said, um, uh, "It's funny, you guys said anything goes in Hudson County. I mean, that's kind of true, but <laughs> but they." <laughs> But they took away the like you can't do Vimeo, you can't do live, right? And so they're worried, I guess, about seeing ki- you know teachers in their pajamas. You know, like okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. But but hey, the thing I is know that-
1: not to stand up right now. Right, I get it.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, what? No, that's I'm not.
6: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, yeah, like all the news reporters are not wearing pants, probably. You know, <laughs> it's just a desk. You know. Uh, but so, you know, so what I was what I was listening to you guys is that there's there's some things that you guys do that I never adopted, but I know it's good. I want to try it. So is Flipgrid live like you can actually interact in oh a live God. basis? You or could- what, what would you what would you recommend? I do. I need to I feel like I need to be live with the kids. And I besides Google Docs, like there's just I don't understand how to be live with them besides video because we're not allowed. So how do I be live with them, like, interacting and stuff? What do you think?
1: I would say that you could certainly use Flipgrid where you could interact with them that way. It's just, like, time-delayed video voicemail.
0: Yeah. Are you familiar Um, with Voxer?
6: No, I've heard of it. All these things, like, every time I go to the Coffee EDU or I listen to Chris, like, I hear about all this stuff and I never tried it. And now I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Why didn't I try that stuff? Now I need it, you know? So Voxer, what does
0: that do? Well, I would say that like I would use Flipgrid in the same way that Vox, like I would use Voxer, except that there would be video involved, right? Like, so it's asynchronous where you could leave a prompt, your kids could respond, they can respond to each other, and you can respond to them. But it wouldn't oh, be, cool. it wouldn't be live like we're having a conversation. It would be like so you're. They like, back you're to each other? Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah. I'm, right, like, I'll try like that. that. Voxer's like leaving a voice message and then responding or you can go back and forth but you have to be in that conversation in order for it to feel like you're going back and forth live does that make sense yeah
6: yeah is it what about discord have you guys heard anything about that
0: my kids use it but i don't know anything about it
1: i'm not I, I mean it's certainly what you could set it up obviously it's free and you can do voice through that Um, Ron, I forget what, what grade do you work with? What grades do you work with again? Well, It's
6: it's high school, you know, auto and metal shop. So, you know, like my advanced class, we're trying to build a, um, a competitive looks, it's basically like a go-kart, but it's competitive cart for this series, which is going to get canceled anyway, but I wanted to complete at least the design of it. So I thought they would like get online or whatever. And then the other thing we do is I'll teach kids like, like small engines and, you know, stuff like that. And welding, intro to welding or whatever, but like can't do any of that stuff now. So I don't know what to do, to be honest, <laughs> you know,
1: I, I, I think I think Flipgrid might be the best way. OK, out of everything we've talked about um, and depending on how many students you work with, uh, consider putting it out to them, you know, a, you know, ask them, you know, do you guys use discord? Do you think I mean, get get their feedback, get their input. I, I think they're of the age where they could give you a little bit of insight themselves. Yeah.
6: That's a good call. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a Discord group for, um, for this YouTube channel that I follow, and it's pretty good. There's a lot of interaction. I like that you can talk back and forth and drop in notes and stuff like that. But what's the difference between Discord and like Flipgrid?
1: Discord is text and it's audio only if you're leaving voice messages within a Discord server. Um, Flipgrid, your kids can certainly just do audio if they turn off their cameras whether they're on their phones or their laptops. Um, you, you can have threaded discussion with Flipgrid because you can have replies. Um, I
6: like that. I like that. I'm going to give that a try.
0: Hey, Ron, quick question. There's some clarification. Are you not allowed to be live or are you not allowed to use video at all?
6: No, just live is not. Is, uh, you, can do, you can't do like Vimeo. Types st- like what we're doing right now, you can't do that for for whatever I don't know, whatever reason, but you could do video. People are doing videos like the other wood shop teacher, he's got a shop like me, so he's building stuff and then he puts it on Edpuzzle and then there's like set
0: questions. So, could you do something okay. like that or no? Yeah, I could do
6: that. That's that's that's, that's a possibility, but mine was mo- I could do that for like my intro classes, but my, my advanced class, I want them to continue working on the project so like there's certain teams of kids that are responsible for stuff like one kid's responsible for steering the other kid's responsible for power you know this and and then they got to talk to each other and i i want to jump in and be like okay hey guys do this over here hey guys or if i can make a video and say okay you guys are doing that all right here's what you got to do there and and i'll draw out something for them almost like leading like a team of engineers you know i mean it's a moonshot but you
5: know right
1: Casey just yeah. uh, shake up learning in the chat just said that you might want to even consider Padlet for this as well, where yeah. your kids could make it. Padlet. Okay, where so they can Padlet's, make text posts. Go, go ahead, Stacey. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, Padlet's really great. It's like a um, like a corkboard, like a wall where you can like post images, you can post text, you can post video, you can post links to Google Docs. I mean, you can pretty much post anything. I tried to run a back channel there it didn't work out for my class because I couldn't password protect it when I wasn't there. And I didn't want my kids like, because they can't have access to hangouts. I didn't want them to have access to something that wasn't being monitored. So I tried to change the the settings to it and and make it password protected, but that didn't work. But Padlet might be a really great option for you because you can create all different kinds of walls where you have like a feed for like a single stream for each topic that you're running or. um, Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
6: Well, I'm gonna try. What was the? It's uh, Flipgrid, Padlet. What was the other thing? Um, I said
0: Voxer uh, because I didn't know if you were maybe familiar with it. Just to liken it to um, Padlet or to um, Flipgrid, rather.
6: Okay. And uh, okay, I'm gonna try these things over the next week, and uh, you know, I'll, get, I'll report back to you guys. You know,
0: if you need uh, help, reach out to any one of us.
6: Yeah, yeah. I need help. I'm reaching out. <laughs>
0: Feel
1: free. You, you hey, don't know, have to wait till next Sunday note, to reach out. <laughs>
6: yes. Yeah. On, on, on a positive note, um, just, just by chance, I, uh, I took, cause now I got the internet. I put my phone in the workshop when I'm, I'm working on a project for a YouTube channel. And um, uh, I put the, I put the phone there and I did live uh, Instagram and all these people came in and then I did, uh, I invited the live. So I was talking with an engineer from California and they were like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? And I, sh- I grab the phone and I show them. And then, so like, you know, um, I don't know, this might seem obvious to you guys and maybe to your audience, but like, I don't know, I was feeling a little lonely on Sunday. I was like, this is like kind of like, this sucks, you know? And so then I was like, Wait, I didn't, you know, you think you got to have a plan to go live. You think you need like a plan, you know? I was like, screw it. I'm going live. I'm just going to see what happens. It was awesome. Awesome. I got feedback on one of my projects from like an aerospace engineer that I follow that he was like uh, not busy either. So he's like, all right, let me see. What are your measurements over there? Take some measurements. And I'm like, okay, I got this measurement. He's like, all right, this is what I would do. And I was like, oh, good idea. So like he solved, like he saved me hours of time just by going live with no. So if there's a teacher out there that's like on the fence about joining these live communities and whatnot, like even tonight, I didn't know what I was gonna say tonight. I knew I need help with it. But like I encourage everybody, has got you just got to jump on because this is the new economy. Like I don't think this is just <laughs> Corona. This is it right here. You know, jumping on and talking with the with the right people, like right from your house. That's amazing. You know, we're lucky that that's the situation. Anyway, that's my that's my positive two cents.
1: We're lucky to have uh, Mr. G. Ron, our garage correspondent, coming in tonight. <laughs> They're fantastic
6: that's awesome right. reporting to you from the garage you know like, this is, we got pistons and stuff like that you know
1: <laughs> all right
6: all right anyway i'll let you guys go
0: ron if you have any right. questions really reach out
6: okay sounds good hey mr g's workshop anybody wants to follow the instagram i'm gonna have a whole bunch of stuff coming out
1: drop a link okay. in the chat ron
6: okay all right sounds good thanks
1: all right bye. we'll talk to you next week all right bye thanks
2: ron
6: okay
2: i love that guy man
6: he's I, can't, I can't get it awesome.
2: i can't get enough of ron
0: now aj you you know him personally right you i, like I
2: do i do i do he's one of my coffee to you guys so
0: i need to get up there and meet him in person yeah, he's and,
2: and like and i'm not bad mouthing that that's that's legit that's ron like ron does not care
6: like that's it that's ron. <laughs>
0: but that's so casey just wrote it's so funny every time it says we got internet i felt the same way i was like wait what like, what has he been doing for a week without the Internet? How do you teach without, like, good bandwidth?
1: Does Ron need a podcast? Yeah, Bruce, I like I think that. think Ron
2: actually has a podcast. I got to be honest with you. I think he already has a podcast. I've listened to some episodes. I don't know
1: if it be a right, podcast. He, does. he, does, I think have he one. does I think he does. Yes. That's Ron, awesome. drop a link to your podcast in the chat. Um, real quick, if you guys are enjoying this, please share it out. Drop us on Twitter, podcastpd.com, slash live, hashtag podcastpd, at podcastpd. Um, we got a nice audience tonight. We appreciate you guys coming out and spending some time with us, sharing your stories. And, um, what do you say? We shake things up. Sounds good. Ooh, is that like a, is that like a, uh, classic there Chris go. transition? Uh-huh. Yes. I like it. Coming to us from can't unmute the guests because they chose to mute themselves. Casey, unmute your microphone. I did. <laughs> Checking in from the Lone Star State. Casey Bell from Shake Up Learning. What's up, Casey?
7: Hey, y'all. Hey, Casey. Sorry, I'm not ready for prime time tonight. I'm in my jammy, so. (laughs) Welcome to the club. That's okay. Even the top half is not appropriate, so we'll just keep it that way. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) That's a whole different podcast. All right.
7: (laughs) I didn't mean it that way either, but it just came out that way.
1: (gasps) Casey, how are you doing this week?
7: I'm doing okay. How's everybody else doing? Emotionally, is everybody as anxious as I am?
2: And more no. so, yeah, yeah, and more so,
7: yeah. I'm feeling it. And Dallas County just got shelter in place, so oh wow.
1: Yeah, we we've been working on that here in Jersey for a
2: while. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
7: that yeah. just
1: means you have to lock your door, and you can keep doing what you're doing. Just don't leave the room.
7: It Stop. just means no. I continue being the introvert that I am.
1: <laughs> so, so this is good times for
7: you. Oh, it's it's crazy. I am just working like crazy, trying to do as much as I can right now, trying to get as much information out and resources and helping teachers and answering questions. Everybody's scrambling. And the teachers who have been resistant for so many years are suddenly not given a choice. Mm -hmm. And they're scrambling for those beginner resources. So right now, I mean, the whole weekend, I've been working on a Google Classroom cheat sheet So hopefully we'll have that available soon. But yeah, it's just, and Chris, you heard our interview that'll come out tomorrow. So just trying to get perspectives and hear what's going on and hear, you know, what I can do to help and trying to just kind of spread what's working.
0: And the interview that's coming out tomorrow, Casey, can you give us a quick summary?
7: Sure. Yeah. So Matt and I interviewed Carly Black. So she's in Ohio, which just got shelter in place today as well. And Carly is a high school English teacher. And she posted a picture on Instagram, which is what inspired me to reach out to her in the first place. I know Carly and have had her on my podcast as well, but she posted this picture of teaching her high schoolers while online while she's homeschooling her three-year-old and her five-year-old at the same time. So, you know, these are these are new problems. These are new things that teachers are facing. And I just thought she had an interesting perspective, both you know she's got all the way to high school and then we're looking at okay now what are you having to do to manage this with your your little ones at home
0: yeah and and it's a really different beast teaching like if if you're geared to teach older kids like that's like your mindset and you love middle school you love that high school that adolescent age group it's really hard to have an all day gig teaching little people <laughs> and vice versa
7: yeah that's actually what she posted she said I know I chose right. And I know that I was not meant to be an elementary school teacher. And I, I feel that so much myself, too, coming from the secondary world. But, um, yeah, it's a it's a different beast. And I feel like parents are in a different boat right now, too. And I think I'll even mention to how there's a new respect for teachers at the moment. Yeah.
1: Casey, can you give us a little insight into, I mean, you you've hinted at it a little bit, but. As a consultant and somebody who's creating content and and podcasting and, you know, speaking and normally traveling to speak at schools and speak with teachers, what kind of what what are you doing like now and what kind of pressure do you feel, if any, to be producing content that people need?
7: Well, I think right now, obviously, all of the face to face things are canceled, but everything that I can do online um, to help with this and a few weeks ago. It came out on like March sixth. I did an interview with a teacher, an American teacher. She's actually from Texas, but she'd been teaching at a, a uh, international school in China. So she evacuated several weeks ago and came home. She got home just kind of in time to get home, and she had been teaching her students remotely for several weeks. And she's like, everything that everybody's saying online right now is is really wrong. I want to help, and she reached out to me, and I was like, okay, let's do this, and so. I threw out this bonus episode of the Shake Up Learning show and everything she sh- she shared has, has kind of guided what my perspective on things. I feel like because there's several weeks into this, there's so much further ahead of where the rest of us have either had this extended spring break. Some of us started this week. We're all kind of new to this in the US, but I learned a lot from her and learning a lot now talking to more teachers and hearing what's happening in different schools and seeing, I mean, the the diversity of how this is being handled is so great. So, um, but I, I have learned a lot from her in this perspective. Casey, Chris is asking for, Chris, are you live? Are you frozen? I can't hear anybody.
1: No, I'm here. I'm sorry. Okay,
3: sorry. <laughs> no, I, I,
1: I was looking at the uh, the chat. Dan from uh, Dan Kronis, leader of learning, was sharing uh, an episode of his podcast that's going to come out tomorrow. So I was asking him if he could post a link in the chat on YouTube.
0: Okay.
1: So that's all. I apologize.
7: No. And- <laughs> I like that finger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was <interesting. laughs> Yeah. My high schooler put himself to bed already. So I'm not dealing with that either. So that's-
1: <laughs> they just want to see what's going on tonight. <laughs> they just keep. Well, I, now, now Casey mentioned in the chat earlier tonight that kids should make an appearance on this show. And I think we were talking about it during the week that we might try to have our children at various age levels. Come on and share. Next week, so yep. AJ, keep your kids in bed for now. Oh, <laughs> I'll God. try to
0: keep my kids awake for next week.
1: Miles will be ecstatic to no doubt be here.
7: <laughs> I think that'll be fantastic. I'm I am interested to hear the student perspective on all of this.
1: Well, I, I can share a little bit. I did a I did a live stream like this on Friday for and with teachers in my building and. Um, One of my colleagues shared it out to some Google classrooms for the different classes of like 2023, 2022, et cetera. And some seniors showed up to the live stream and they were making comments and it wasn't too far from what you might expect from seniors in high school going through distance learning. Like, why are you bothering us us with all this work? Why do we have to do all of this stuff? When is school opening? Are we graduating? Well, you know, Mm -hmm. so kids are asking some pretty practical questions and reacting in a way that we would expect them to, I think.
0: Casey, you asked that question, too, about like people going through their senior year. What have you heard out there um, as far as like graduation, prom, you know, all of those rituals that
7: seniors get to participate in that might not be taking place now? I've heard a little bit. Um, I don't think anything is final because I think everybody is still kind of holding on hope for things Um, in my neighborhood, in like, you know, the neighborhood Facebook group, they're already posting that they... They have gotten together to get a photographer to at least take pictures of the kids who've already bought their dresses and got their tuxes and stuff so that they at least have pictures. And, you know, I am hearing lots of questions about graduation, but also the kids that are in the process of applying to college right now. They can't go visit. Colleges are now having to dismiss a lot of those kind of, you know, demonstrating interest pieces that they have in their application process. My niece is in the process of transferring and she's freaking out. She doesn't know what's going to happen if she's going to be able to transfer where she has planned to go all along. So I feel like those kids in particular are going to feel this probably for the next couple of years. There are going to be implications for everything. And even as, you know, in Texas, they were pretty quick to dismiss the STAR test, which is our standardized test. We got approval on that pretty early on in terms of the process. But as I've told people, be careful what you wish for. You know, like everybody feels relief from that, but I feel like there will be a price to pay. I hate to say that, but I feel like there's so many things in our system that are you know, relying on that, that we're going to have some other things that happen that we don't want to happen somewhere down the line. What do you mean? I don't know. I just mean that there's so much funding that's dependent on that. There's so many decisions that are dependent on what that happens, you know, um in, in Texas, we like to do our own thing, but it's, you know, wherever you are, whether you're Common Core or you have your own state standards, there's so much tied to that federally that, um, yeah, they're saying waivers, but I don't know what that means. And I'm not saying that to scare anybody. I just mean, like, reality when we come back to school, things will not necessarily just go directly right back to normal.
1: Right. And I don't know how that, how they can. I mean, we're, we're you know, Stacy, AJ, and I, we're here in New Jersey and we have, you know, used to be Park, now it's the NJ, SLA, whatever the letters are, I don't care. That's it, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I was always under the impression that, like, other states tended to follow and look at, like, California and Texas as the examples of what are we doing statewide with education. So, I mean, I don't know of anybody who's a fan of state testing. Um, I don't have the same view that y- it's not going to be like the butterfly effect, butterfly effect where if we kill a test today, we're going to pay massive prices later. So I'm not sure what that might be.
7: Yeah, I'm just interested. I know in Texas, they after they announced the, you know, that we had didn't have to take the state test, they also announced that school districts have the ability to decide whether they're going to graduate their seniors without taking that last exam. So that became something that's up to the district. So I'm very curious to see how that's gonna pan out and what districts decide to do as well. With so it much, as be- you know, yeah, AP testing, you know, credit testing, all of the things, these kids who are juniors and seniors are going to feel this, I feel like, more than anybody else.
0: Well, they've already changed the AP test. Isn't it something like um, now uh, online and greatly reduced in the number of, of minutes and, and time that the kids have to sit?
7: Uh, I'm not for sure I did look at some of what they were saying and that they were working on some other solutions. My best friend teaches uh, AP history and they're not communicating a lot directly to those teachers either so I don't know i'm I'm curious and what does that do to the validity and integrity of those exams
0: yeah, and that's that's kind of interesting too you know how is it how is it even um
7: yeah. Wasn't it in, um, I guess it was in New York when they first started shutting down schools that they were posting about the kids who hacked their schools and were FaceTiming each other to do all of their tests together. Did y'all see that? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I think it was in the New York Times or something like that. That, and, and, and that's it. We can't control the home environment, right? we have zero control over what's happening there so if kids you know if we're thinking oh no they're not going to cheat well you know <laughs> it is what it is right <laughs> it's right. um it's just it's a different situation i don't think that and i think that's exactly why we can't keep doing and expecting the same things this is not our big tech moment this is not the time when we're going to be able to be innovative there's not enough access there's digital equity issues. There's so many things at stake right now and so many kids that still will just be given online options. And in some cases, that's a printed packet that they either pick up or in some schools are being delivered. So, you know, I hear some of the great things that y'all are doing and I think that's fantastic. But the reality for a lot of schools, that's that's not going to happen. And I just i am also sort of freaking out about what's going to happen with this massive release of devices anybody else worried about whether these devices are going to come back?
0: Ours already go home. So that is not a concern for me. Like I have to say, I am definitely teaching the right grade in my district because Chromebooks start in fifth grade and then they go home from fifth to twelfth. So for us, that's, that is their normal. I think where the struggle has been is what does it look like K4? And I'm not very aware of what's happening at that level.
1: In in my district, like I had said last week that Seniors were given Chromebooks to take home before we, you know, were not going back to the building. And I think after we got off the air last week, I checked my email and saw Monday and Tuesday they were inviting nine through 11 to come in and pick up Chromebooks. And in my district, in the earlier grades, they have one to one take them home. In the high school, we just have the one to one access in the building during the day where every class basically has a cart and kids have access to Chromebooks. Um, so I'll be curious to see what condition they come back in. I mean, a lot of my kids are pretty good. And I saw a list of kids who actually came to pick them up. And I recognize some names of my own students uh, and, and and they're good kids. I mean, I, I wouldn't think that if you're a malicious young person, you would put forth the effort to show up and take out a Chromebook and then not bring it back. I, I don't know.
7: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I see that and then I know there are so many kids who are used to that, but i I don't know, maybe it's because it's around here so much in the local districts that are sending devices home, even in Dallas ISD, which is one of the top 10 largest districts in the country. And they suddenly are just passing these out. And I don't think there's really a huge plan for how to get these back either. And I don't mean that in negative and, you know, trust our kids, please. Yes. But at the same time, I feel like some of the scrambling is not thinking through the entire process. And I know I interviewed um, Laura Steinbrink is going to be on the Shake Up Learning Show, not this week, but next week. And her husband's actually the tech director and she's a teacher. And she said no, we're not doing it. We, you know, that it's, it's, we don't have a plan for it We we can't just randomly do that. So we've got to have some offline options. And I think that's, that's become very important in a lot of places to have those offline options. In fact, they're hand delivering paper to kiddos.
1: And I I think that just also speaks to the disparity and the differences from one district to another, let alone one state to another, Mm. you know, neighboring districts here in new jersey can have completely different you know virtual learning plans that they're enacting right now and i mean really really casey this is the whole thing is really right for you because i mean literally we're shaking up learning all over the world
7: (laughs) yeah i think um i think there's some interesting things that will come out of this i feel like our moment is the techie people, which is probably everyone listening right now, the people who've always been fans and proponents of digital learning. Like, I feel like our moment is when we come back, when the rest of the the groups understand the importance of what we've been trying to do all along, that, you know, we we can't expect to do innovative things in every home at this point at this point, I'm not going to knock worksheets. It it is what it is. We get done what we can get done. If we can move the needle just a hair during the biggest crisis I think any of us have faced during our lifetimes, then we're doing, we're doing an okay job. And I think we have to be okay with that.
0: Yeah. I think um, like, I, I don't know if it was you or somebody else who said like those people who have really been putting off Getting into the technology or looking for all of that basics and kind of like joining in um, way late into the whole process. So it will be interesting to kind of see how things evolve when we go back to our old normal instead of this new normal.
1: Yeah. Anything else, Casey?
7: I, I've probably been on my soapbox too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good soapbox. I like it. Well, it, it is. It's interesting. And I think that being able to to have this perspective and talk to different teachers in different places in different countries really does open up, you know, what's going on and what's important right now. And some of us are in some great spaces where we have access and we've had access for a long time, but it's also highlighting the dips and the inequity that we have in other places. So, um, I think that will also become a bigger conversation when we Go back to the new normal, yeah.
1: I I I see that, and you know, just like with a lot of the electronic testing that's taken place over the last five six years, that kind of pushed a lot of school districts to get technology in the hands of students. I think this will definitely kind of push and move the needle forward to maybe have more one to one initiatives, and your kids are taking home their devices. And you know, maybe next school year or the following school year, we don't have to build in snow days where we just know that if it snows. Hey, it's a digital learning day and something will happen because you've got your device and, you know, we don't have to lose days and go to school later. So maybe there is some some ways that education can kind of be remolded and reshaped through all this.
0: That's I mean, maybe that is like that's something I definitely look forward to is, is how administrators adapt to what they've learned throughout this entire process, like what what this experience brings, as far as like new innovation, and I use that in air quotes um because I feel like I don't know. I feel like school is very slow to change. Oh yeah, um,
7: but um, always, yeah. yeah, we 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 are slow to the game in so many respects. But I I do agree, and I am really interested to hear. What administrators bring back from this whole experience. So I appreciate everything that everyone's doing. I mean, there's never been more pressure on teachers that, that I can, I can think of. And, you know, even though it was a big relief for most of us to hear that we don't have to worry about that state testing at this point in time, um, we're all dealing with our own pressures and anxieties of whatever is going on in our areas and in our homes and with our kids and everything else. And, you know, one of the things that uh, Jennifer Pearson shared with me that I wrote a a little bit more at length about was just that grace is greater than grades right now, you know, Mm -hmm. that we all just have to give each other and our students and our parents and everybody this huge dose of grace because we don't know what is really happening in homes. We can't control it and there are kids that are scared there are kids who have only had a safe place with their teacher or at school who only get hot meals at school and there's just so many things that we have to consider at this point so i'm just very very grateful for um being an educator at this point i feel very proud to be part of this this group of amazing people who are on the front lines doing all of this right now i agree
1: agreed and uh yeah what we're all doing some good stuff out here uh bruce sends his his regards and thanks you casey for for everything you do and the perspective that you shared with us tonight and you know obviously we'll see where this goes over the next few weeks and hopefully doesn't turn into us saying let's see where we are in a few months (laughs) um but casey thank you joining that thank you for joining us for a few minutes tonight uh casey bell can be found at shakeuplearning.com she's the co-host of the Google Teacher Podcast and the Shake Up Learning Podcast, and she teased both of the upcoming episodes for both of, both of those shows. Thanks for a few minutes, Casey. We really appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Thanks Casey. Thanks, Casey. Take
1: care. All right. He's been very patient. Eric in North hey. Jersey, you're on the hey. air. What's up,
5: dog? What's going on, guys? How are you? What's up, Eric? How are you doing? Eric right, in the house. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm down in a freezing cold basement right now. I was going
0: to ask about your hat.
5: Yeah, um, our heat crapped out uh, this morning. Oh, uh, we have to wait for our part to come in. So I'm dressed appropriately, got my layers on. Oh, Luckily, no. I'm already, uh, pretty well insulated anyway. So <laughs> okay. tough to follow Casey Bell, and Ron was amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> he is fantastic. I could have listened to that guy all night long, and Bruce as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So Eric is, uh, he's a technology coach. Eric, what district do you work in if you uh, if you want to share and kind of set the stage for yourself?
5: Uh, I'm a tech coach and media specialist from Hopewell Valley uh, at the high school, 9 through 12. And uh, luckily we are a one-to-one district and we've been doing a lot of tech stuff over a couple of years, like a lot of schools in the area. And, uh, you know, so we 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 did the friday half day get re- everything ready uh for the next 10 days um just like a lot of other schools in the area yep and uh we went through this first week just like anyone else with a lot of bumps and bruises but uh at the end of the week um you reflect back and we've we've come a long way just like everyone else is forced to
1: so what happens on day 11
5: i uh, i guess we we uh I don't know. We have like two hours before every day, uh, before the nine to one or the nine to two starts uh, that we could get uh, ready, grade, do whatever we want. And then from two to three, we have that same thing. So I guess uh, we're just, you know, we're building ourselves up for longer if need be. But one of the things I wanted to just share with you guys real quick is like you, Chris, uh, on Friday, we met we had some of the teachers in the building, and we had some of the uh, students representing different populations on a Google Meet, which is our uh, school approved platform. And uh, what happened is uh, we found four main takeaways that came away from our students. One is a lot of them are lonely and defeated. Like, I don't mean that in a desperate way, but they miss their friends, they miss their teachers. Uh, they know that. You know, the sporting seasons are probably canceled. They know that, um, I don't know, like prom is in jeopardy. There's a lot of question marks, which makes them very uncertain. Uh, Another thing that we found out is that the students really want teachers to try to use Google Meet and Screencast. If it fails, they still want them to use it. And they'll appreciate the failure and appreciate that attempt. And then the last two is they want they want to be creative. They don't like, uh, using like, here's a video, here's four questions, go in there, answer these, watch the video. And, uh, you know, we'll type back and forth on a Google doc. they rather do that in a Google meet. And the last thing is they want, they want to be creative and be challenged. So we have, uh, uh, the TV production, uh, person throwing out little challenges and the students are, coming up with these little fun ways of answering these challenges. So Netflix movies, all that good stuff.
0: So give us an example of the types of types of challenges that, that are, are being thrown out there to your kids.
5: Uh, well, first of all, we went from getting ready for or getting into the third marking period to just uh, throwing Chromebooks at them, telling them to take them home. Now our, our, our kids do take, their Chromebooks home. But there was no preparation to say, hey, this is what nine to one is going to look like. They had to get that schedule down, have to, to sit down and uh, work from nine to one. And that takes a lot of discipline that some students just uh, aren't used to. So that's definitely one. Um, we have a lot of electives at our school. So it's very, very hard for teachers to Find the time to concentrate on four different preps with all these different electives, or three different preps with all these electives. So, do we just pay attention to the core classes? Do the students just pay attention to the core classes? So, those are a couple of different challenges.
1: I know I was talking with uh, the graphic art, graphic design teacher at my school, and he, he's working in a situation where in school he's got a Mac lab that's got the full Adobe suite of you know software, and now the kids are at home in his class and. They don't have access to that on the Chromebooks. And, you know, they, they're not able to really do a lot of that stuff. So he's kind of he, he was at a loss this week. We were having a, a conversation um, and he's like, I really don't know what to do at this
5: point. It's, it's tough. I mean, the one thing I will say, we have all these challenges. We have some negative situations going on here. But at the end of this, I'm, I'm trying to look and see, hey, what what positives are we going to take away from this? And I know, Chris, you talked about the one-to-one initiatives; uh, more of those popping up. Let's just look at the uh, the teacher standpoint. Are are some of the teachers going to use the tech skills that they're they're forced to learn now and use them later in advanced education in that way? So I
1: would like to hope that this stimulates that, and it's not a case of, "Oh, I'm back at school; I can go back to paper and copies and like it's 1984." I hope that yeah, doesn't happen. I, I think this will force people to really have their eyes opened and see the benefits of, oh, Google Classroom has value. Creating content has value. Oh, my kids are more engaged. And the world didn't end when I made a mistake in my screencast or, you know, whatever the case may be.
5: Right, right. Another thing I'm hoping is that we see that we don't need these state tests to make sure our students are, you know, meeting our expectations. Let's let's. Maybe try these standards-based or competency-based, you know, techniques and implement those. This is a perfect time to do it. Amen. Amen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: I agree.
2: Yeah, I think this is a perfect time for our teachers to continue to ride, ride this wave. I think it's really important that they bring in this technology. I know, you know, superintendents all over are probably, Chomping on the bit to say, okay, now we need to make sure we integrate technology into our lessons at least once per day or once per period, whatever the case may be. I'm I'm sure that's going to be the initiative being passed down. You know, there there is no reason we should shy away from the technology now. I think more districts, more teachers, more students, and parents are going to embrace this and
5: really bring it on. Absolutely. One thing I will say that I'm enjoying is going on all these social media platforms. Uh, some of the things that parents are saying now that they have to teach their kids at home. I wish someone would make a collection of these and uh, somehow share it out to the masses because some of this stuff would be amazing.
0: Did you see Chandra Rhimes? She posted that a teacher should be paid a million dollars. I was like, yes, please.
5: <laughs> I will I'll sign settle. up. I'll settle for half. I'll settle okay. for half.
1: <laughs> So, yeah. Now, Eric, you're also and and your pal Nick. You guys host a podcast called Go Ahead.
5: Got, yeah, it's called uh, Got Tech the Podcast. GotTech.com. We we uh, we release an episode every two weeks. Tomorrow we'll release two, and it's uh, both are have to do with our current situation, what's going on, trying to help out, just give a couple of resources that might be able to be useful to teachers and in schools. So. Really, we're just trying to figure out what people need um, that aren't as tech fortunate. And we're trying to come up with uh, some solutions there, how we can try to level the playing field, you know, with uh, students being at home without access and without computers and things like that. So that's our main focus over the next two weeks. But we do have two episodes dropping tomorrow, a bonus episode. That's kind of new for us. So Fancy. Yeah. Getting there. So.
1: Now, like I'd ask Casey, also as, you know, as a podcaster and content creator, do you guys feel any pressure to be putting out content that is maybe above and beyond what you normally do? I mean, you got the bonus episode, but do you feel like, where's the phone booth? I've got to help everybody.
5: (laughs) You know, for us, we're just trying to make ourselves available. We've hit every two weeks with our podcast since we started. But what's important to us is if we had to pass up on a podcast to, you know, phone conference with somebody or try to get them a resource. At this point in time, I'm just trying to meet the needs of the teachers that I can help. I don't care if they're from my district or another district or whatever. Conversation's a conversation. And we got to look at it this way. If we reach out to one teacher, they're reaching out to 120 students. So that's more powerful than, you know, anything else right now. So that's what we're focusing on.
0: Yep. I always love that part of my job.
1: Yeah, that, that's why we're here doing this right, right now. <laughs> Hopefully some resource, some link gets shared and, you know, we don't need credit. We just want to, we know it'll help people.
5: This is the first time I've ever been a part of uh, a live anything in this StreamYard thing. Is, uh <laughs> pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. You should uh, keep this going. I love this. This is awesome.
1: Good point, Eric. I like the way you think. Thanks, Eric. Really? You
2: know
5: what's <laughs> happening
1: now. You just, Chris just all
0: smiles. I know. I uh, Next time I see you in, in person.
5: I have a feeling. Mr. podcast punch. over here. There we go. You,
0: you have a feeling you're getting what?
5: A nice punch to the ribs for this one or what?
0: To the arm. I mean, I don't punch ribs. <laughs> Chris, I absolutely hate you. <laughs> so, right now it's Eric.
5: <laughs> I apologize in advance. So,
0: Chris has been trying to get us to go live for a
1: while. Well, we used I, to be live and then we got away from it and I I jumped at the opportunity.
5: I just yeah. think the video the video uh you know portion really personalizes it a lot and uh allows it to take it to the next level. Stacy stop giving me those uh, mean looks, man. That I'm
0: is- not giving you any mean looks. I'm drawing pictures.
5: And I'm, I'm, sure, excited. I'm sure you're drawing mean look pictures.
0: No, I'm drawing a sun.
5: That's, uh, that's, that's
0: killing me. <laughs> 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 I feel like none of that has to do anything with what we're talking about. It's not good grammar. I hate that one.
2: You are just throwing out <laughs> all the soundboard right now. What the hell did you just say? There you go. <laughs> no, this is a dinky. No make it. Oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I could just back away. You have enough that that'd just take my spot. So yep. I will I will mute my mic and you can have at it, Christopher. Hey, I'm a dying over
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> I totally know that feeling. <laughs> no, I
1: don't. Uh, I love what I do. I love what I do. <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: Most of the time, this gets cut out of the show.
1: And here it. it well, it's kind of in overtime, but that's cool. Eric, where can people find the podcast?
5: Uh, you can find us at uh, gottech. dot com or uh, on Twitter at we got tech.
1: Nice. Yeah, if you're not subscribed to Eric and Nick's podcast, make that a part of your ed tech podcast listening, rotation. They got two episodes coming out tomorrow. Eric, somebody's sneaking up on you in the background like a horror movie.
5: That's the wife. Yep.
0: That's the wife. <laughs> so wait, real quick, Eric, before you go, what does your wife do for a living? Is she home with you now?
5: She is. She's a veterinarian. Um, So she is still Holland Vet Care, if anyone's in Pennsylvania.
0: Okay. Fair. She
5: liked that plug, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's a veterinarian, so she still is going to work. Um, so she's
0: considered essential. Yes, because your governor yeah. shut stuff down. Like you guys are at, like your area, of PA is in yep. lockdown.
5: We are in lockdown. But you know they have some pretty good uh, protocols that they put into place. Like, nobody is allowed into her office except for the pet. So they go out, get the pet, bring them in, work on the pet, send them out, and it's 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 good.
0: That's good. Yeah. So that are you home then all day with how many boys you have four,
5: three, 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 three. I'm giving extras, extras. yeah, right. no, now, and one and is you, pretty fresh off the assembly line, right? Yeah, nine months, two and a half, and uh, four and a half. So
1: wow, yeah, I joined the all AJ club. Day. all day nursery school. <laughs> <laughs> going to say you got, go.
5: you got there
2: you got you got little little ones though. <laughs>
5: hey, we got a we got a basement that is pretty uh, kid proof has a lot of toys and I just let them go, hide and seek all day long.
1: That's all you can do. There you go. Yeah. T- today, people may have seen me on Instagram. I broadcasted live my first person shooter Nerf battle with my two kids. Nice. So, so if you're not following me on Instagram, go check out my story today, because I had I had the the Nerf shooter out in front of my phone. It was it looked pretty cool. I took a few shots in the eye. <laughs> there was some crying and it wasn't just me.
0: So what is your day like then if you're doing your education thing or your Uh, kids aren't necessarily being schooled, like they don't have school?
5: Right. Well, luckily, my oldest loves to sit down and do workbooks. So he'll sit down for a couple hours at a time and do a workbook. He's exactly like his mother was. Uh, The other two are more adventurous. But uh, um, my wife's uh, mother, she comes over a lot. And then we have a there that's uh, pretty close by. So they take care of the time that I'm doing work things. And then, uh, you know, I'm with them, you know, pretty much the rest of the time. But, you know, we're enjoying ourselves. Uh, we have some common area behind our house. And really, I'm hoping that, you know, they found a new interest in the woods. And I love the woods. And I hope that a lot of students get out there and Just really see what the woods have to give or nature has to give, because you can be there. Just stay away from people. And there's not a whole lot of people in the woods right now. No. Or on the street, you can just
0: walk on the road.
5: (laughs) Well, (laughs) you could, but I want them to go in the woods. woods, Go to Fort. That's three days. That's cool. So,
1: Words of wisdom from Dr. Geis, go into the woods.
5: (laughs) Go into the woods. They're not as scary as what people think.
0: No Blair Witch for you.
5: No Blair Witch. No Children of the Corn either. Cornfield. (laughs) So nice. All right. Anything else, Eric? No. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yep. We'll be sure to listen to your two shows tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Thanks for joining, Eric. Thanks for joining us. Uh,
5: We'll do it. Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: Bye. Bye. All right. So we had we had a great time tonight.
5: It was good.
2: This live thing is 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 a lot of fun.
0: It's a lot of fun. I will, I will. Yes, I will concede <laughs> to that notion.
1: Now, I I did want to throw out there, um, the the purpose of this hangout and live show was to come back after last week and share some stuff. So, something that I did come across that I wanted to share um, is that Audible just made hundreds of titles completely free to help during this crisis. So, you can get free audio books and novels. Uh, from audible where you don't even have to give email no credit card no password and the url for that and i will throw it up on the screen is if you go to stories.audible.com and there'll be a link in the show notes out at podcastpd.com slash 68 where you can get access to this again no credit card no password just go to stories.audible.com and you can get free audiobooks that might be age appropriate. Uh, either for your students to listen to, your children to listen to, or the grown adult who has given up listening to podcasts. Stacy,
0: um, I have not given up. Li- so, can I talk to you a little bit about this? Right, like I've watched my number tick up. It's at nineteen oh five. Oh my god! <laughs> but here's what I've what held you to say. Here's what I've I've like realized is um, when you don't have a forty minute commute, like you don't have the same amount of listening time. Like I did a lot of my listening in the car. That's what I've come to realize. Or as I've gotten ready for school, like every morning, my routine was to listen as I was getting ready for school, listen on the way to school, um, and then listen to a book on the way home. And I don't get ready for school. I don't drive to school. And I don't drive home from school. So yeah. And I feel like, like the rest of America, um, my eyes have been glued to the TV. And I'm just kind of watching news. What are you two doing?
1: The ESPN ticker is at the bottom of the video with current statistics about you.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: From the Ocho, Stacy listens to a ton of podcasts. Current number 1905.
2: No, you can't say she listens to St- it's, Stacey. Stacy doesn't listen to a ton of podcasts. Her number is 1905. <laughs> Stacy collects podcasts.
0: Ah, I do collect <laughs> podcasts, but I am listening to a really good, like, stupid book right now, which I'm enjoying. So anyway. So um, if,
2: if we're sharing resources.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, am I sharing my resource next or are you sharing yours, AJ?
2: Whatever whatever you'd like. You you're, can share. You're, okay, I'll share. So it's not my resource. I don't have a resource to share, but a special shout out to a friend, Billy Krakauer. Uh Billy is on Twitter Billy. at W Hour. That's W-K-R-A-K-O-W-E-R. And Billy put out a little infographic uh, for Google Meet and Google Hangout etiquette. Uh, he shared this. It is a doc available and the infographic is attached to it. Chris just dropped a link into the chat and it'll be available in show notes if you're listening to this after the fact. Uh, take a look at it. You can kind of share it with your students or share it with staff, whatever you need, so that people understand how to use Google Meet and Google Hangout, what to do when they jump in there, about muting mics, and how they should speak. Uh, when they should ask questions, raising their hand, taking turns. Uh, it's great for students. Billy is an elementary teacher, so this is good for him and his, and his school. His principal asked him to create this, so it really is a nice guide. Um, the Google Doc lays out uh, specific directions, and then the infographic shows the images in a little more detail. So give, give it a look. Uh, special shout-out to Billy if you want to reach out to him just tell him thank you. Uh, he allowed us to share that tonight, so... I appreciate that, Billy. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I really like the infographic. I thought that was really cool. cool.
2: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: He did a nice job on that.
1: Now, for those who are watching on YouTube, maybe you're not familiar, but Podcast PD is also a podcast. Uh, And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, go to podcastpd.com slash go on your podcast listening device of choice. And that will take you someplace on your device where you can subscribe to the show which we normally release every two weeks. And as, as we say in the intro, this is kind of like the PD you'd get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day, except, let's be honest, you'll have a lot more fun hanging out with the three of us. <laughs> so we, we've enjoyed coming to you two weeks in a row. Are, are we up for coming back right away next week? Yeah. Yeah. Wait,
0: am I not sharing my resource?
1: I just, I'm not. this is oh. just, way to go, Stacey.
0: Sorry, i <laughs> I'm texting with people. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, That's I'm cool. not.
1: Make sure week. people subscribe to the show. Subscribe to our our YouTube channel so you get notified when we go live. Ring that bell. Smash that like button. All the good YouTube stuff.
0: All the things. <laughs> yeah, next week maybe you will get to hear All our kids things. or hear from our like children and uh, hear from some of our students.
1: Does Ron have kids? Are they like him? Can we get Ron's kids on? No.
2: <laughs> I don't think anybody else is like Ron. <laughs>
1: but yeah so yeah we'll have our kids next week uh, at least one of them that i can control
0: yeah we'll see which of my kids is not being camera shy
1: and if you who was called in if you want to bring your own kids and have them come on with us and you know if you're ferpa and copa and they're under 13 you know just kids get your parents permission before you come on the air (laughs) Yep. that stacy what's your resource before we head out
0: Uh, So my resource is um, some Disney Academy from Khan Academy. So it's like a Disney. Disney's created this lesson through Khan Academy where you work with Imagineers to create your own area of Disney World. And it's like a multi-lesson series, um, much like most of Khan Academy is. And um, it starts with an introductory of where they talk about how the different worlds are created and then you go through the process of creating your own. And so my older son, who for the longest time said he wanted to be an Imagineer is going through that process now and having a lot of fun. Um, he's also in a digital, digital media class at school. So I feel like this was like a really good way to supplement some of the things that he might not be feeling very creative about. Um, especially because one of his architecture classes is, is, um, on hold right now, because like Ron was saying, like, I don't know if it was Ron or somebody else, you know, they have all these programs that they use at school that they can't necessarily use at home because they don't have the setup. Whereas like his digital media class, all of that Adobe stuff, he can um, put on my iPad. But if you don't have that, then you can't do that. All the CAD stuff that they're doing at school, he can't use it all. So um, there's there's that dilemma. Maybe those, those um, software companies will, Figure life out and figure out how to share with kids that are using those programs. But for now, he can create his own little world in Disney and um and go through that process. And we are um huge, huge, huge fans of Disney in general. And like I said, he's always wanted to be an Imagineer. We watched the whole Imagineering series on um on Disney Plus when it first came out. So it's was just like a nice little extension. Of that for him so and any other kid who is into that engineering building design yeah designed um whatever that's my suggestion
1: <laughs> whatever whatever. whatever build a disney theme park there you go there you go thanks dace mm-hmm. all right so that's going to do it for this episode of podcast pd this conversation is going to come into your podcast feed on wednesday march 25th and we'll be back live next sunday march 29th 2020 at eight thirty p.m eastern five thirty pacific taking your calls we look forward to it thank you to everybody who took time to uh, come in and join us tonight thanks for everybody who participated in the chat we couldn't do a show like this live without you i mean we could but it just wouldn't be as fun for us so <laughs> thank you guys yep. for coming out we appreciate it
0: yep next week bring your friends bring your kids we want to hear from everybody, and on that note, here's the magic. So it is time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, AJ.
2: Goodbye, AJ.
0: Say goodbye, Christopher.
1: Goodbye, Christopher.
0: Bye, Podcast PD. I think we get to wave. I <laughs> like waving.
1: <laughs> <Hi>, bye, buddy. <everybody. laughs> Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at podcastpd on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcastpd. To connect with Stacey, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mister Nessie, at I Run Tech, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy. And we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your sharing. And we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.